But like, you know, sometimes we have these little diatribes where we kind of like go ramble onto something yeah. and it's like I'll edit some of that out but yeah Chas did a C.S. Lewis um, impression one time what? I did? yes you did how come it that was didn't so, stay it was in? alleys we, you went like off. not that it was bad but it was just like it was like a really random oh I don't remember that yeah <laughs> did I edit it? was it? just kind of I was like how do you know what he sounds like? <laughs> that's what I was going like, to say I, was like, I don't even know how you know that <laughs> yeah like, I think it was based on like a play or something that's so funny you were just, just so in character. <laughs> that it, 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 it wasn't Chaz anymore. It was C.S. So Lewis. So I like, tried to talk like a British okay. person. No, no, it wasn't yeah. like that. <laughs> hey there, Christ City Church. Welcome to another episode of the Christ City Cast where we sit down with various men and women from within our faith family to have ordinary conversations about what it means to follow Jesus together in Dallas, Texas in 2022. This week's episode is a conversation with Eric Powell where we sat down and talked about being newly married, what it means to come to faith, and the importance of community as one attempts to follow Jesus through all the experiences and seasons in one's life. We hope you enjoy the episode. All right, welcome Christ City podcast listeners. Uh, This is Christine, I'm here with Chaz, and today we're- Hey. (laughs) Today we're going to be talking to Eric Powell. Yo, hey, Eric. Hey. <laughs> so, um, y'all might know Eric from his wife's podcast episode, Bethany. He got mentioned quite a bit. And I did really want to start out because in her episode, within the first like five minutes, you get called out for being a vegetarian. Uh oh. And I wanted to see if you had a response to that. <laughs> yeah, she really blew my cover there. <laughs> I was flying nice and safe under the radar for quite a while, oh, fooling yes. everybody. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Let the secret out. Whenever we have our like family meals, there's always like we have some vegetarians in the congregation. <laughs> it's always like anonymous. Yeah, Ugh. it's like Undercover, you know, who are these people? Like, like, we're, like we're so ashamed <laughs> of ourselves. Everyone's yeah. looking around. Who's yeah. a vegetarian? Who is it? Who is it? <laughs> Let them go first. Which is like the opposite. I feel like most people complain about like vegetarians or vegans being like in your face about how they're oh, yeah, trying to eat true. it. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, no. you've never proselytized me for being a vegetarian. It's all it's been all in my head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Every time, every time we're having family meals, we do have our Thanksgiving. Our GC does a Thanksgiving that's vegetarian in honor of Eric, and it's actually the best meal of the year. Yes, yeah. So so much love in there. Oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah. So what do y'all do instead of turkey? Um, I make a butternut squash soup, and Ryan makes gourmet grilled cheese. Artisan. They is are, how he oh, oh, sorry, yes, it. artisan. Um, they're so good. And then we just have other random stuff. Oh, that's yeah. cool. That sounds yeah. good. I think like last year, Bethany and I made these uh, like vegetarian meatballs. It's like uh, nuts and couscous and like egg kind of all mushed up together, fried. Sounds delicious. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's a great meal. <laughs> so we're looking forward to that <laughs> yes, in a few weeks. Yes. <laughs> Everyone. Maybe by the time this comes out, we would have already had it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's possible. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, Eric, thanks for being here. Yeah. Um, oh, just to start, 
Can you just tell us a little bit of your life, how you ended up here at Christ City in Dallas, how you came to faith, just whatever you want to tell us that we need to know about you? Yeah, so um, I um, came to faith. It's interesting. We uh, um, So I grew up kind of around the church. I wouldn't necessarily say in it. So um, my parents would, would send me to, to, to smaller private Christian schools, um, Christian summer camps, things like that. But it was never a... It was never like an active thing uh, in our family or in our household where we were talking about that a lot. Um, never... Um, I occasionally, we would go through seasons of where my mom and I would go to go to church together on Sundays. Sorry, go to gatherings together on Sundays. Um, but it was never a... It was never a... Um, a a conversation, a, um, a specific thing that that was like a concrete in in like my, my upbringing, um, at least from from my parents. It was go to these things because they they were good, either get a great education or um, my parents had confidence in these places that you know would would teach me um, in a positive way. Um, but it was so I just kind of grew up in that environment. But it really wasn't until um, my my senior year of high school. So actually. Um, I, my, my, I feel like my, my faith background is a little all over the place. So I went to an Episcopal, um, elementary school and that would be the church that we would go to occasionally. And then I went to a Catholic high school. Um, and then when I went off to college, just the Catholic group was where I naturally felt comfortable in. Cause that's why I had been in for the last four years. So I got plugged in there. Um, but slowly had gotten plugged into different, um, uh, different, uh, Christian communities that were on campus, whether they be, uh, the fraternity I was in or ultimately, um, the, uh, the Acts 29 church that I was going to in, in Fort Worth, um, which is, I feel like how <laughs> everyone ends up finding Christ city when we, uh, moved to Dallas. Um, so we, um, Bethany moved to Dallas for a job. I think she talked about that. Um, and so it was, she had been here for maybe a year, year and a half and we weren't engaged yet, but, uh, we had a, a pretty good knowledge of where the relationship was headed. And so, um, uh, as opposed to being able to see each other, maybe two or three times a week for just a couple hours, um, we, um, I moved to, um, to Dallas probably around maybe like 20, like late 2015 or early 2016 timeframe, um, and got pretty immediately plugged into, um, into Christ city because we, we just found it through the X 29 network, um, had loved our church in, um, in Fort Worth, very similar, um, just, um, small, um, community relationship based group. And so whenever, um, first day we came in here to Christ city, it was, I mean, it was immediately that you could feel the relationships, you can feel the connection and the desire of the people in the room to get to know each other. Um, I, I immediately felt at home. Cool. So you grew up in Fort Worth, is that right? Yeah, so I, well, uh, yeah, for the most part, at Arlington, Fort Worth area. Very cool. Yeah. I have a follow-up question back to, was it, I don't know, okay, so you were talking about how you've had these, like, religious spaces you've been in, but, like, necessarily not talked about at home a lot. So, like, I think that's interesting because a lot of people go off to college and they might be, like, raised in the church and be very involved, but then they kind of step away. And it sounds like you kind of, led into that more and not even pressured by your parents is that true like can you like dig more into like how you're like oh i got into these christian groups or like when did your faith really become 
yours, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I pretty much I had a yeah very different experience because I um, in the the Catholic school that I went to, a lot of those families were were Catholic, um, and it was pressed into the children. Hey, like this is what we do, and it was not necessarily their their own. Um, and that that caused that tendency of a lot of uh, my friends or a lot of people I knew just to um, it just it, for them when they went up to college that that wasn't something that, that they wanted to make a, a primary focus. Um, but yeah, for me, when I really got into um, my faith was probably senior year of high school. We uh, there was a, a retreat that we would go on, um, and it was it was like a week long, just just with the the other seniors in your class, and that was at. Um, there was, I can't point to a specific moment on that retreat, but that's kind of when I, I don't know, my, uh, my interest just really, it, it turned more from a, okay, this is just what I do. And to, okay, this is where I desire to be and where I desire, um, to invest my time in. Um, and so that just made it very, as the timing on it was almost perfect because, um, into my senior year and then it just very naturally led into as soon as I got on campus, my freshman year at TCU, it was this, like, these are the groups that I need to look for and, mm-hmm. and have a desire to be connected with. Yeah. So, um, that's cool. I actually didn't know some of those things. I knew a little bit about your background, <laughs> but I always like missed on the, like, when you, I don't even know if came to faith is the best word, but like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting because it's like, yeah, people ask like, okay, when did you come to faith? It's kind of like, it's like those seeds were were there all along. It's just a matter of when things really started to to take off. What part of Fort Worth did you grow up in? Because I'm from Fort Worth. I don't know if you knew that. Okay. So I technically grew up in Arlington and I went to school, both high school and uh, college. Like Pantego? What are we talking about? Close, close to Pantego. Yeah. Like South, South Arlington. Like, Uh, like right off of 20. Oh, that's not Green Oaks. Oh, really? Her, like, Maybe I've life. seen her before. Yeah, yeah. so like her. Maybe. <laughs> like oh, Cooper, crazy. Matlock, that area. Yeah, those are the, yeah, yeah, those are like, the good old Arlington yeah. streets. Yeah. Like right there at the Parks Mall. Yeah, I, I was to, a few minutes away from Parks Mall. Yeah, she lived off of, uh, and I used to visit her a lot. Um, what's the name? Mayfield. Um, and I don't remember. Center Street. Yeah. You remember? You, Zelda, oh, right, Mayfield for sure. Yeah. Maybe we've crossed paths before. So you um, didn't grow up right next to Six Flags? No, no. I wish. Wow. Actually, no, I, I don't know why I said that. I don't, wish. I don't really like roller coasters. <laughs> I yeah. just, I someone, no. Wait, <laughs> I'm not from, Christine, or do you like, do you? <laughs> No, it's more just like the, the stereotype of Arlington, like having like Six oh, Flags yeah. and then what's the Ranger Stadium? Yeah, just like all of the big things. Yeah, yeah, I'm the like, entertainment area. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's not where I grew up. <laughs> yeah. As we've been reflecting a little bit on your first, you know, 18 years of life, thinking now into adulthood, marriage, career, where have you seen growth? Where are you continuing to grow? Yeah. So I um, I think kind of coming, starting to come out of this, this COVID season, um, the Lord really, really showed Bethany and I what it, the the beauty and the necessity of rest. Um, Bethany and I are prior to COVID, we're very much go go go. We have friends that always make jokes on how difficult it is to very make. hard to schedule with y'all. We're just very popular. I can't. I don't know what to say. Um, so no, much that's, stuff that's going not on. true. That's not true. Um, you are. So. 
it to go from basically a 180 of it, doing every, everything you possibly can every single night to now all of a sudden not being like just literally not being able to do anything yeah. which thinking back on it it's uh, maybe that's exactly what we something like that that we needed to force us to learn what that rest um looks like so it's it's interesting now that we got so used to that for a year, year and a half, and how how um, even though all the negativities that came out of that time, the stresses, the anxieties, the the separation from um, from maybe close relationships, um, it's it's interesting. Like we learning that and starting to come out of it now, things are starting to open back up, and so I, I see us kind of falling into some of those same tendencies to say okay like all right like here's everything that we want to go do for this week or everything that right. um that's happening that we're getting invited to or just things that we need to do um and i mean it's it's interesting to trying to now say uh, this is we got so used to this rest um that what does that look like now when um, when it's not forced upon you what right. does that look like to to uh, basically practice that on our own in our own choosing yeah learning to say no is hard i feel like um yeah it's, to, especially to things that you want to do and that would be good or fun or enjoyable but then learning i mean at least this is my experience learning to say no um not to particular things just because but learning to build in that that rest in your life like you know, cumulatively knowing I can't say yes to everything. And so it's some, you know, it's, I feel like our generation kind of suffers from like that whole FOMO thing, you know, like, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. I just feel like that is like insidious. It's just like always present of like, well, if I don't go, like I'm going to miss out on something like it's going to be, you know, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The FOMO thing is, is a big piece is for real. us. It's <laughs> real. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's that, and then I think also for Bethany and I, it's when it's when it's having to turn someone else down, saying no to yeah. someone, whether it's whether it's just a casual like hangout and they're inviting people over or to a, a birthday party or something, or it's someone needs help moving yep. or mm -hmm. I don't know renovating their house yeah. or whatever that may be. That's where it becomes um, really difficult because then we 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 fear, um, and it's it's definitely misplaced that because we turn that down then it's uh, that person's not going to think that we we love them enough or that something else is more important to them than right. than, mm -hmm. than um than they are um that's what really makes it mm -hmm. challenging yeah for sure it's a, it's almost like it's a skill like budgeting or something like you know you have to you have to budget your time the same way you budget your money and you have to be allowed to to cap yourself at some point like so you don't just end up you know completely burnt burnout so i don't know i'm just kind of yeah for sure and i bet they like a budget we we have found that we have to very actively plan for that we we yeah. can't just um just go about our our weeks um we we try not always we try to go through this this uh book that we go through like on a weekly basis that kind of goes through some questions but part of it's also just talk about what your calendar is like oh, for this cool. week um mm -hmm. so it, it, and we have found that that's that's helpful because then it's like it's literally you fill in this calendar and when you lay it all out that way it's very easy to see when there is not room for yourself for rest um 
mm-hmm. and it becomes pretty apparent and it's like okay maybe we need to reevaluate a or couple even of just time for like you two to spend together yeah know? yeah so you've been married almost four years yeah how's that going it's been great <laughs> yeah yeah we love it so uh, you know have been have bought a house a year ago yeah. um bethany talked about that i yeah. think last time um, and that's been and that's you're talking earlier about how crazy it is that the yep. time goes by so fast it's like it's it's, it's crazy we just yeah have, we've been at this house for for a year now in this neighborhood and it just it's just does not feel and that y'all had like all. a miracle home buying experience it's crazy so jealous yeah, of yeah. that experience yeah um whenever like I, water to wine that's not <laughs> that's nothing <laughs> yeah yeah we did we seriously we got uh we're, we're, we joke about it all the time but uh praise god that's awesome praise, I, that's what he's gonna say is like whenever whenever i'm whenever i'm struggling um because we talked about recently i think even in this most recent sermon um that to to help us see God in the present, we need to also be able to reflect on where we've seen Him in the past, and that's one of the primary things that that I like to come back to because that we were, I mean, like any first time home buyers, we were stressed and nervous, and we're like, okay, like we're about to put down a lot of money on a house, and you know, this is not some I can't just easily undo this. Right. Um, so we we prayed about it a lot and said, Lord, if whenever the the right opportunity comes up um just make it easy and make it known to us bethany and i definitely are anxious people and we second guess things a lot and flip-flop between if there's like two options a lot say well which one's the best um but it was it was just very apparent through how easy this process was that, that this is where the lord wanted us to be was in that specific home in east dallas because you bought a home in East Dallas and you still work in Fort Worth. So, I mean, I kind of know the answer, but I just thought maybe you could um, kind of talk us through it. Why was it, imp- like, what was the decision? How did you make the decision to buy a house in East Dallas given that, you know, now you're commuting across a county and to another city? Like, you know, I mean, I, again, I think I know the answer, but like what was so important about living in East Dallas that kind of helped y'all make that decision? Yeah, um, impartiality is we knew we wanted to be in Dallas just because of Bethany and her and her work mm-hmm. um, in the wedding industry. It's um, it was just very nice and convenient to be located somewhere in Dallas. Um, <laughs> if I'm being openly honest, part of it was budgetary uh, with what we were trying to do. There was there's only so many neighborhoods you can find. Uh, but then the the big thing was is I mean that's that's where most of our friends lived or wanted to live yeah. and. Um, being physically near community it was a big thing for us. We had gotten to a point where a lot of our um, college friends, even high school friends, had all kind of maybe even if they're still in the DFW area, you know, they're an hour Spread away. Out. And yeah, and it's crazy. I never thought I'd be saying this, but it's like even someone who's living in Fort Worth and I'm in Dallas, um, 
it's difficult for me to go see them yeah. uh, when there's a lot going on. Um, you have other responsibilities. Um, so being, being near to who we wanted to see and be spending our time with was, was really crucial to us. And so it just kind of, to us, it just ended up being a very quick and easy decision that East Dallas was where we wanted it to, uh, to, yeah. to be planted. And it's just a matter of finding, finding the house then. Cause basically now y'all, basically y'all's whole gospel community live within like a mile of each other. Right. I was going to be like, who specifically are you yeah, trying no, to no. live there? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you, Christine. Yeah. yeah and Sam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the current started it. Yeah. Well, for that, for our GC. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's so nice just to be able to, even if it's a scheduled thing, like it's mm-hmm. a GC Wednesday hangout, it's easy just to be like, okay, cool. There's just five minutes down the road. Yep. Let's go. Or like the, the fun um, last minute. Hey, like, do you have something? Can I swing by? Come pick it up. Can mm-hmm. we hang out? Like, what are we doing? Yeah. And it's not, it's not something you necessarily have to go plan, but it, it, it opens up for, for more um, spontaneity and uh, opportunities mm-hmm. like that. Yep. Very cool. We just need to get Andrew to move I now. Know. He's 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 pseudo there because he's a he's because, a cultivar. Yeah, yeah, he's there all the time. But yeah, I think with the um, even with the with the home buying thing too, it was I, I I knew that working where I currently work was um, not necessarily always going to be a permanent. That's not my end all be all to be there. Um, and so to me, it was weighing, you know, what's what's. Uh, a couple of years or whatever it looks like to yeah. be um, maybe a little bit longer, more inconvenient commute, but to be kind of ultimately where we do want to be planting roots and, yeah. and be it. What do you do, Eric? I know you've told me before. But. Yeah. Yeah. So I work at uh, Bell Helicopter. Um, I am on the commercial side of their business uh, and the finance department. I'm over, um, I'm over like the, the cost team there so we uh we manage all you think about like how many it's it's funny because it's like a it's like corporation I feel stuff like so many people's jobs it's like all right how long is this gonna take yeah <laughs> basically <laughs> and you get into corporate life there's just like so many different we call them buckets of money there's like all these different things happening so many different budgets and so my team is over all of that for um for the commercial side of the business so you manage buckets of money buckets of money we just, we, we just have pails just have pails of cash of at our desk right, yeah right yeah so whenever anyone and you fly a helicopter and <laughs> yeah. dump them over over fly right, a helicopter you know, to work that's right how, that's really why my commute is yeah like i can it's do it is i just right yeah i just zip over it takes like cool. 10 minutes in the helicopter yeah okay so you you work in finance essentially <laughs> right, right. It sounds like yeah. more in an accounting role though uh, or no? No, it's it, no, it's it's more so finance. Okay. So it's I would not survive in accounting. So my background is actually not in finance at all. Um, I my my degree is in supply chain management, and I specifically hired on a belt to work with suppliers, um, negotiating long term contracts, um, setting that up, helping manage those relationships, and then uh, when I was looking to do something a little bit different. Um, a role on the finance team, basically being the the, the finance counterpart for that group. So helping review contracts, oh, okay. provide input, things like that opened up. Um, and then, yeah, slowly had been in there and, and uh, kind of moved into the position that I'm in now, which is, is that, but then a, a little bit more broader too. That's the, cool. Those other buckets that I was talking nice. about. <laughs> okay, I have another question. Yeah. <laughs> okay, back to what we were talking about beforehand. With this focus on like community and living near it, has that 
always been something that you've thought as a priority? Because I feel like, especially in your career, there's so many like career-driven, career-focused people. Is that something you kind of like you and Bethany grew into or like, can you speak to that? Um, You're referring to specifically to uh, what it's like to be like near. Yeah, just because you were talking about, um, even with answering the question of buying a house of like how you picked, you know, East Dallas, like, you know, these, this importance of living near community. And I think that's not always something that people think about, mm. especially like nowadays, a lot of people want to live near work or it's more just the place they want to be. Like they're choosing these things for different reasons. They're not necessarily being like, I want to live next to my friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I would say that that's something that's kind of been there for, um, kind of naturally for Bethany and I is to want to be around and near those people. And I think it's, it's easy to, uh, you know, um, coming out of, of college. I think most people experience like they have this tight knit community of people that you're like, you're really close with and you want to be with all the time. And, um, and then whenever you graduate and you move on, uh, there's maybe assuming you're not staying in the same town that you were at, um, it's there's a little bit of oh okay like now I got to reset I, I got to like replant and so um, I was very fortunate that uh, kind of even after graduation and a lot of my friends stayed in the area um, and so I got to live with them and so it was just kind of naturally ingrained in me to to be around people a lot I'm also dr- like I'm very not I wouldn't say I'm very extroverted but I'm definitely extroverted and just love connecting with people and and t- talking to them that's what motivates me a lot of times um, so to um uh, it, 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 even in the uh, in the church setting, with the the um, the two or three churches that we've been involved in very actively, it is um, the the it's always when you're able to be in a, a smaller setting with a with a set group of people and being able to talk through things and relate and grow in those friendships too. That it's not it's not just a okay here's the small group that I do on this night and we hang out and then I got my other friends over here and then coworkers over there. But it's like really investing and in, and in having some deep relationships with people. Um, I am curious how important, you know, obviously I know COVID's kind of made things a little bit different, although I know y'all's gospel community of all the gospel communities at Christ City probably were the least impacted by COVID, it sounds like, from what I've heard from the stories y'all have told, because y'all were able to kind of keep meeting pretty regularly in like a backyard, and y'all were in the same bubble, so y'all just kind of were able to... We right? didn't, we didn't last right? online very long. Yeah. I think yeah. it just like drove us all insane. Yeah. And we were yeah. like, we're no, going to do this outside yeah. in the freezing cold. I'm, I'm or out. no, I guess it was the heat. We were just sweating the entire time. No, but we also, it was that, but then we also got really cold too. That's I remember true. we did both. We like, we would have like fire pits <laughs> yes, like going right. there and it would be like, it'd be like all this smoke like in our faces yeah. from this fire pit and yeah. we'd just be sitting there like trying yeah. to like have conversations yeah. with each other. We did both. Yeah. We braved the elements. Yeah. I will say this as an encouragement to just y'all's whole GC. I mean, like y'all, y'all, 
are an exemplars, you know, as far as how to, to kind of be consistent and be committed and be involved and, you know, be, have a level of intimacy just as like an entire group that I think, you know, um, the rest of us like can look to and learn from and, you know, aspire to in a lot of ways. So, um, as someone who watches y'all from afar, you know, like, I think what y'all are doing is really cool oh, with y'all's thanks. GC. Thanks. Yeah. If you want any advice, just give us yeah, a call. Yeah. We are very <laughs> inclusive though. We're not, we will, we do like new people. Yeah. This is not just, uh, yeah, it's not just us. <laughs> but I mean, y'all have just done it, done it really well for a, for a long time now yeah. as well. So I yeah, think that's, that's we, good. And we've had a lot of people come and go over the years and it kind of felt like there was even one particular season where we had several of our, of our really good friends, um, leave for, for various reasons, either, um, kind of new chapters in their life or like physically just, mm-hmm. just moved away. And I remember going through that and that was, that was really hard because yeah. it was like, it Oh hard. my goodness. Like these are the people that I have been such yeah. close friends with for mm-hmm. so long. And then now they're gone, but it is, um, yeah, I, I think the, the Lord has still been really good in keeping that, that desire and, and all of us and then mm-hmm. continuing to, um, to, to bring new people into, into our group that we have been able to connect with and grow. And even if the, those have been for, for short seasons, mm-hmm. yep. I think if like, as we close it down, I think if I, I just wanted to ask one question, kind of a fine, maybe a final question. I'm Christine may have a final question, but I w- I'm just curious, you know, um, Eric, as we kind of wind it down, where do you see Jesus like most at work in your life right now? Kind of like in this season, um, what are you learning or what do you need to learn? Maybe, you know, just like where do you kind of see um, the Lord kind of working in your particular season of life right now? Yeah, that's a, um, yeah, it's a, a deep question. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I have really been hearing a lot for, um, for a while now, but especially in this and even going through, um, through second Peter, um, is that the, um, the Lord has instilled in us his goodness and his DNA already. Um, I, I often struggle with, um, how I feel about myself based off of actions or how good I think I'm doing, how good I think maybe others aren't believing in me or interpreting me. Um, if, if I feel that I have hurt somebody or that maybe they think negatively of me, that's, that's, uh, that's really, really hard. Um, but I feel in this, in this season, um, um, I'm hearing the Lord and this is where it's, it's, I'm hearing it and I, I am slowly growing in it. Um, it's, it's a, um, it's a long battle, um, is that it just who I am in myself is, uh, as Ryan will put it is like, I'm a, I'm a son, like I have sonship yeah. and even that particular term is that it's, um, it hits differently. Um, I don't know what it is about it. Um, but, um, just hearing that over and over again, um, has been really, really good and will, it will continue to be something that I, I struggle with, I think for, for a while, but the, the Lord is definitely at work in that and, and helping to show of, Hey, like you're, you're mine. Like mm-hmm. you don't, you don't have to do, you don't have to go attend all these events and go help all these people and go do everything perfectly right. 
um, that I, I'm satisfied with who you are, um, just because you are mine. Yeah, no, that's a good encouragement. I think that's a good word for all of us. Um, yeah, if we would, if we could walk like even half the time in the fact that we're sons, daughters, that we're children of, of God, I think, um, yeah, I think we would all probably be a lot better off for it. I know I would, um, for sure. It's so much easier to see other people that way sometimes and then to like see yourself as like part of the beloved community. It's like can be very difficult sometimes because yeah. we know our own thoughts and all of that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think as an encouragement, I mean, you've just blessed our community group so much and just when who you are and how you encourage us and we love encouraging you as well and, you know, building you up because you're just one of our favorite people, <laughs> I know, especially for myself and for, you know, Sam, my husband particularly, just have been a great friend. And we see, you know, Jesus working in you. And it's, you're making a positive impact on the people around you. And there's a reason you have so many friends and you have trouble having, you know, making budgeting for them, <laughs> budgeting for all your friends. Because <laughs> I, I've said this about you and Bethany before, like people are just drawn to you. And there's, there's just something beautiful about that. So thanks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's one thing that Bethany has reminded me of a lot whenever I am kind of in in one of those moments where it's like I'm filled with self-doubt and beating myself up. Is she's like, Eric, these these people are going to love you no matter mm-hmm. what. Like, that's – like it's she's like would you would you dislike them now or would you think of them differently now if they did the same thing yeah. to to you and um, it's it's been it's been a really sweet reminder that i have to come back to pretty often you know in case you don't know out there on in the podcast ether um, you can catch eric every thursday night at uh, summit rock climbing gym um, yeah. we, we got we got yeah. free guest passes yeah so. hit us up yeah let's go every yeah. thursday it's either tuesday or thursday, tuesday, yeah. tuesday. Yeah. 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 Well, we're okay. flexible if we're someone flexible. if someone yeah. wants yeah. to come just let us know yeah, yeah. yeah. just That's not cool. wednesday yeah not wednesday <laughs> well, cool anything else that's all i got eric anything no, that's it. thank you so that's much cool. well, thanks for joining us uh till next time we'll see you thanks right. bye bye So you're not. It's not really appropriate to say you're newly married anymore, though. You're like no, we're we're what do you call it? Like like your sophomore season when it's like kind of you're a little bit yeah. Newly Mm. married phase. Y'all are like, you know, now you get to argue about real things that matter besides Mm -hmm. like the silly stuff. Yeah, like like, it's mostly like how to use the toothpaste has been like the major. That has been yeah. Yeah. Bethany likes to uh, to to like death squeeze the toothpaste tube so it just is like this like you get it just looks like she very angrily like was like are you a roller guy i not a roller but i just like to as yeah as it gets towards the end of the life of the tube i like to like mush it up so the the toothpaste is up there at the top you know they make a device for that i've seen that yeah yeah give it to bethany for christmas maybe Stocking stuffers. Yeah, this would be perfect for that. Yeah, these yeah. are the major controversies at mm-hmm. the Pal household. As a pal house right now, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, with that, those those kind of things, they end up being the things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because then, in, like, you have, I mean, at least in our marriage, we have big, like, disagreements in our marriage about having more kids, where we should live, like, mm-hmm. big life decisions, right? Yeah. 
But those are the ones that even if we disagree, we handle like mature adults because mm-hmm. it's so heavy. Yes. Like, right. We're going to take it seriously because yeah. we know it's serious. And so we argue in a way that is like fitting. Like mm-hmm. we, we disagree in a way that's like mature. But it's the little things like that where we both act like complete children. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just like, oh, yeah. Those are the things, though, that yeah. we get out of line and say things we don't mean and get in fights about stuff that's like, what are we doing? How can we act this way about, you know, what is her thing is she hates it that I don't clean the sink every time I shave. Which is a lot, and yeah. I have black hair. Oh, yeah, come white on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you, you just scrub gotta that run down. the water. No, yeah. <laughs> it's not that I don't do it. It's yeah. that I maybe if I don't it's, do it, you like, don't do it well enough. Like I don't do yeah. it well enough, yeah. or I don't do it right away, mm. or there's like always some disconnect about how yeah. she wants it done. Yeah, and how I do it. Yep. And we fight about that so much. Mm-hmm. I'm safe in that area. I only yeah. have to shave like every every few days. Like this right here is maybe like well, three or four days. I didn't have like jet black facial right. hair. Uh, yeah. in, a, in a white sink like, really stands why don't they out, make yeah. sinks dark just get colors. a black sink yeah or like, that's yeah. what you need like brown or something like, oh no that no, sounds weird yeah, it's, I, no. I can't Matt, I can't let like, you do black that sink. Yeah. That's what yeah. yeah very modern very yes. modern yeah. I would say that I think that all, most of Bethany and I's like arguments are over the small things mm-hmm. and half the time it's just because we did I, we were just miscommunicating yep mm-hmm. so like uh, whenever we first got married we uh, were buying some of the standard stuff that you need for the house and one of these things was uh, like a trash can like just like just a fancy like what is it called like simple human is the brand or whatever you just like no step idea. on it and oh, yeah, it opens yeah. it up. Yeah. Don't like this. And we had like seen one that was like a little bit nicer color. It was like a little um I don't know, it wasn't just like your standard like white plastic one. And like we like drove I like to maybe three or four different targets all over the area because we thought we really wanted it. And every time we would show up to a target, they wouldn't they wouldn't have that one, even though they said they had it in stock online. And then like after finally finding one and being like as like the third or fourth target we you're talking it comes to find out neither of us had a preference on this trash can color <laughs> at all like we just wasted an entire afternoon and we were both so frustrated and like i thought you wanted it like i thought you wanted it literally I, I, in the aisle at target we're like man I'm, aren't you glad now we found this trash can and it's like what do you mean <laughs> aren't you glad <laughs> Hey, thanks again for tuning in to this episode of the Christ City Cast. Thanks to Christine for co-hosting. Thank you to Eric for sitting down and having a conversation. And thanks to Young Oceans who provide all of the music for these episodes. If you would like to share some of your story in a future episode, come and find me and we'll set aside some time to do so. Thanks and we'll see you next time.